Welcome in to another edition of Region Roundup. I'm James Boyd here with Robbie Weinstein. Um, he's got some big time news for you as far as uh, boys soccer goes and men's soccer yeah. goes in the region. Breaking news <laughs> on the Region Roundup podcast. That's what you come here for, right? Uh, yeah, J- Jeremy Rainwater, head coach of Lake Central uh, semi-state champion boys soccer team, is leaving to uh, dun, become dun, dun. the new men's soccer coach at IU Northwest. Uh, so, uh, yeah, congratulations to Jeremy. That's, um, I, you know, I, I mean, going to high school to college for a lot of coaches, I'm sure, is kind of on the, the wish list. He spent 22 years at Lake Central uh, and, and has, you know, I haven't talked to him yet. I'm hoping to talk to him uh, later today. But um, he accomplished a ton there. I just oh, talked sure. to I just talked to AD Chris Enyer, and he, you know, thanked Jeremy for um, – building you know such a solid program a really good program and also being a great ambassador for the school uh and so yeah i mean it, it's surprising to me because they have a really great team coming back next year but evidently you know that's not that's obviously not what it was about it, it's not like he kind of saw that the team wasn't going to be that great next year and thought that this was a great time to move on i i can pretty much tell you it was not about that because they're going to be loaded next year um, sometimes uh, just the right time and place. I, I believe his daughter uh, plays the yes. women's soccer at IUN. Uh, so he'll be around there as well, coaching the men's team. And, um, you know, there's a lot of – now that uh, VU dropped soccer, there's a lot of region talent that, you know, uh, maybe uh, IUN could pick up potentially. Uh, certainly Jeremy has a lot of local connections and high school connections throughout the state, and he's going to be able to use those to great effect, I think. Yeah, and, and, and along those same lines, I also had the opportunity to break some news earlier this week, um, which I truly believe was probably the first time in my, my sports career that I broke a story, um, at least that was as significant as this one, um, and then that is... I feel like you've had stuff. I mean, not this. Definitely yeah. not this. This was a weird one. I mean, Kyle Ross withdrawing from Andran, um I mean, everyone kind of knew, like, he wasn't playing, but I and I think me, both of us thought we was, he was just hurt. And I had heard a rumor that I think was put out probably from Andrean in some way, yeah, that he was hurt. And it seemed, yeah. it seemed dubious. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't understand it. Um, so, this past Saturday, um, in preparation for my sister graduating from Northern Illinois, shout out to Jessica Boyd. Um, she graduated this past Huge week. shout out. Yes, yes, yes. Only time I'll shout out family on the pod unless I get inspired in other ways. So family, step it up. But um, anyways, um, the night before she graduated, my family was out doing a bunch of stuff preparing for that day. And um, me being the prepared one as I am, I, I had all my stuff pretty much together. I was like, I don't think I need to do any last minute things in preparation. So I was off and I just took a trip out to Miraville, um, went to Andran to see the Battle of Broadway. Which honestly should have been a cover a game that we probably covered. Um, I'm glad I was there because it was packed. It was a fantastic game, and Kyle Ross was not there. He was on the roster, the printout roster that you get at the game. Oh, he was really? Yes, but he's not there. So I'm, I'm wondering That's if they're going to update iffy. that. Yeah, I wonder if they're going <laughs> to yeah, update they that. Probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I, I get it. It's not their fault in a way. Like they just made this. I'm pretty sure they made it the beginning of the season. But yeah, probably, just had extras. Yeah, they yeah. should probably like update that. You know, at some point, <laughs> I'm sure like these things get handed out over and over again in game. And they get thrown away. It's not like you're going to reuse them. So. Type of a new one. But, yeah, he wasn't there. They beat um, Merrillville, um, which is uh, kind of like the side story to this actual story. And I talked to Brad Stangle afterward after the game, and 
after I got done with my interviews about a couple of guys in the game, I was like, you know, I got to ask. Like, this is partly why I went out there. I was like, I haven't seen all guys to just go into the source and see what's going on. And he told me that Kyle Ross uh, withdrew, and that's the only statement that he could make on the, on all of it. Um, and then I followed up Monday morning um, and, and, you know, doing a quick Google search. Um, Kelly Fitzgerald is the athletic director at Andran, which I knew. But she's also the assistant principal, which I was like, wow, this is perfect for me. If I can get her on the phone to speak about his status, then yep. um, I can definitely run this story. I could have ran it Saturday night, but I wanted to at least confirm with someone above Brad Stangle, um, you know, just to validate the story even more. Uh, you never, never want to just go with one source, you know, let's it's the source. So I'm um, talking to her. Obviously, she's over the administrative side as well. Um, she said that he withdrew and she could not disclose when or uh, or why. And she just said it was a personal decision with his family um, and, and they chose to, to, to withdraw him. So I think it's a huge loss for Andran, um, who is, I mean, trying to, to defend their, their class 2A state championship. But at the same time, um, if, if anyone can, can guide that group, I think it's Brad Stangle. Um, he truly maximizes his players' talent. And I think the Maryville win after struggling without Kyle Ross after that first game, um, they were only won one out of the game against Morton, and then they, they lost, I think, three. Um, they were, I think they were one and three on the season before that win against Maryville. And the Maryville win was very indicative of how they play. Very team-oriented. Um, they had, like, maybe – I think everyone that answered the game probably scored – um, they had two other guys in, in double figures, and I think that that's going to be the key to them having some success uh, down the stretch here. Obviously, losing Kyle Ross is a, is a huge blow to your chances of one not only defending the state class two A state championship, but like making a deep postseason run. Yeah. But I mean, they, they have other guys that are capable of stepping up, and other guys that last year were in more of a role player type of thing. Uh, they have stepped up individually and have worked on their games. So, um, you know, I personally, as a basketball fan in the region, I'm sad that he's not going to be at Andran to help them defend that state championship. But at the same time, uh, I know the guys are still hungry, to, and even more so now, to prove that they can still be a capable team without him. Yeah. Have you heard of the Ewing theory? I have not. Okay. So um, this is an NBA theory that I think can, we can extend to high school basketball here. It was started by Bill Simmons. And it was that I, this would have been in, I assume, the 90s, but I'm not sure. Like, I guess Patrick Ewing uh, got hurt and missed a bunch of the season, and the Knicks started playing better without him. Uh, and I think he came back, and they just didn't look as good, and they didn't have that pop. And so the Ewing theory is that in certain situations, teams will lose a star player and play better, like kind of inexplicably. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I'm not really a huge believer in this theory. I think in the short term, it can be a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes, you know, when some people... I think one of the big examples of this that Simmons used to use was um, uh, Carmelo Anthony leaving the being traded from the Denver Nuggets, and the Nuggets, you know, got better. Well, okay, Carmelo Anthony doesn't pass. <laughs> I, I love the guy. He's one of my favorite NBA players of all time, but, like... He's, he doesn't do anything except for score, and they got a ton of – they got a lot back, right? Mm-hmm. Like, at they that did. point, Daniil Gallinari and Wilson Chandler were, like, really good players. Mm-hmm. Um, so – but putting that aside, I do think in the short term it can be a thing. Like, in long term, I think, like you said, it's going to be tough to win in the postseason yeah. and, and go anywhere near as far as they did last year without a player like that. Um, but in the short term, I do think they'll probably rally around this. Um, clearly not everything was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we can say that safely or else he would still be there. So 
uh, you would think there there could be some short term boost, and I think we saw that against Andrean. Mm-hmm. I mean, against Maribel, considering Andrean wasn't really playing that great at the beginning of the season. Um, Long term, it's going to be tough, but uh, you know, I guess if this had to happen in the middle of the season, at least it came after like one game, right? Where they right. they'll have a chance to adjust, mm-hmm. but there's not really you, there's no filling filling those shoes, and I guess. I don't know. I mean, I would assume that Ross probably goes to a prep school, right, instead of sitting out. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know. Um, uh, that that would be, I guess, if if I were in his shoes, I definitely, I mean, would never want to miss time playing, um, which is definitely what he would have to do if he was in another school um, here in the region. Um, but at the same time, I'm hoping to get an update on that whole situation. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, early next year or whatever, whatever happens. Obviously, um, he, I think another factor that might have played into it is that the semester is basically over for all the region schools. Yeah. So it's not like he's going to miss, like, school time. Right, right. Um, so that's an interesting angle to it as well. But at the same time, I just don't know. I mean, when you – in my eyes, I'm like, you know, for a Division One talented player to not return to a program, that uh, that's a weird one. Um, yeah. Especially being is. around that team so much last year and seeing how much fun they had and, and the success they had and how excited they were to defend that state championship. So obviously more will come out. Um, I, when he ends up, you know, playing somewhere else. Um, but at the same time, uh, basketball season is, is still rolling along. So this is weird because these midseason transfers happen in college basketball, but, mm-hmm. like, not ever in high school. Right. Or at least not – rarely in high school, right. let's say. I think Luke Savage transferred from Morgan Township to Victory Christian in the middle of last season, but that's – to a non-IHSA school, right, so, so like you don't even have to worry about like the sitting out stuff. If he, if Ross moved to Illinois, would he be able to play right away? I don't know. That's that's a very interesting question, actually. Um, fun fact, like I shared on previous podcasts, uh, I played basketball, AU basketball with Kyle Ross's uh, cousin. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I forgot I, about that. I was that. growing up, so and his family still still lives in Illinois. Um, and again, we're we're right in the region, so it's not like it's it's far. Um, you, you have kids that might go to Mount Carmel or anything, you know, as far as going to closer schools that, that are still um, relatively in their vicinity. But um, I truly do not know where he'll end up. I just don't know, and I, I, I don't want to know. I doubt he knows. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean maybe just, he does. I don't it's know. It's just but. a it's a thing. I mean, it's a thing you got to figure out. Uh, to the people saying Merrillville or Lake Central, it's not happening. I'm going to predict that right now. Yeah, no, I don't see that <laughs> happening at all. I would be surprised if he ends up at another IHSA school because sitting out the amount of games he would have to sit out uh, when, when you're a Division One recruit, like that's just a non-starter yeah, to me. I, I mean, like you said just, it, you wouldn't want to sit out either. You're hurting your so. stock at that point. Um, so we'll see what happens on that end. But on another note, we also have a pretty big game coming up this Friday. Um I will be at Lake Station and Bishop Knoll at Lake Station, which is girls basketball, um, two of the better teams in our region, two of the better teams in the GSSC, um, and obviously two of the best guards in Taylor Austin from Lake Station. And, and Bishop Knoll is Courtney Blakely, uh, who are, are sure to put on a show. But Robbie will be at my beloved 21st century small tiny gym uh, on, on Friday night because they take on um, Chesterton, who is number one in our polls, Year for 21st century is number two. A lot of people have been on our backs, Robbie, about why the 21st century number They've one. They've been on your back, well, not on my back. I haven't gotten any. Man, I love it. I think that <laughs> – I personally feel like 21st century is the best team in the region. I, I will say that on record. But I have them at number two because it's still hard to put a 1A team above a 4A team 
when both teams are undefeated. So we'll see what happens. Well, and, and, and let's be honest, it just doesn't even matter because oh, when they're playing, they're about to. They're this will decide it. Like yeah. I don't care yeah. if twenty first century wins by one point in triple overtime. They are number one if they win. Yeah, yeah. And Chesterton is number one if they win. And it's funny because it, we put so much stock into like the Merrillville Valpo game when we were doing football because yeah. you know football you only have about ten games or right. whatever. But in basketball, it's like oh, either team that like wins or loses this game, it doesn't really matter because. Down the line, you're, you know, you're gonna. You're oh, yeah. If you, I mean, yeah, just because, yeah, like, it's okay, not a conference so, game. Yeah, that, it, I mean, I talked to Coach Mark Urban from Chesterton yesterday, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of said, like, hey, this is number one and number two. I think people around the region are looking at this game mm-hmm. and are really excited for it, and, you know, it could determine, at least in the short term, who's the best team in the region, and, like, how do you. Like, do you guys care about that, and how do you block it out? Uh, I'm sure he didn't directly answer the first part of that question. I'm sure, like, all competitors, of course, they care about that. Mm-hmm. But they care about it being – they care about that being the case, like, at the end of the season in mm-hmm. March. He, I mean, he straight up said, like, we're not playing to be – like, we, we don't really care that much about being the best team in December. We want to be the best team in the postseason when it really matters. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I, like – I think that aside, like, it's still going to be a very high-intensity game. You, I think you get between the four lines, and that goes away. And when you, when you realize it's this incredible atmosphere and it is the top two teams in the region, I expect the competition level to be really, really high. Um, so, but, I mean, I think it's good to have these big games spread out throughout the season, too. Yeah, thing, I mean, right? well, Robbie, you're, you're in for a treat. Um, when I was there a few weeks ago for Bowman, yeah, I'm excited. Um, in 21st century, at 21st century, it was super loud. Uh, like I said, small gym, um, standing room only when I was there for Bowman. I'm sure it's going to be probably even yeah. more packed for Chesterton. Um, and it gets so loud. It gets so loud because you're in such a small place. And um, the energy is there is just fun. I mean, it's like a community thing for, for everyone to come out. And that's how it is pretty much at every Friday night Gary boys basketball game. Like, seriously, if it's a... I mean, this is an interesting case because it's, it, they're obviously the DAC team versus the team that's not in any conference, um, but they're the two top teams in the area. Yeah. But if it's, you know, Bowman and, 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 and Gary, 21st century, if it's Lighthouse and 21st century, if it's Lighthouse and Bowman, like, it's always like that with these Gary, even um, Westside as well. If, if, if it's a Westside a Bowman game, it's packed because yeah. Gary just loves their basketball, so it should be fun for you um, and fun for us just because – as I'm tweeting out my, my uh, updates at, at, at Lake Central, I mean, not Lake Central, Lake Station and, and Bishop Noel, I'll definitely be um, stalking your timeline as well. See, <laughs> see see what John L. Davis is doing and see what Jake Wadding is doing and, and how they're leading their squad. So it should be fun. Search that NWIHS Sports uh, hashtag, hashtag and you yeah. can get all the updates yeah, all yeah. at once, right? Yes. And it's it's going to be fascinating. Uh, like, Chesterton has the big, strong guys and, and – I think 21st century, especially for, like, a Class A team, has some size. Mm-hmm. They've got, I think, Cameron Jernigan, the center, is 6'7". Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy who's 6'5". Uh, you know, yeah, probably not as big as Chesterton, but they've got kind of the, the speed and quickness, and they'll press yeah, you. Yeah, they they're, press. More, they're probably yeah. more athletic, and they've got the best – I mean, like, pretty clearly the best player. Actually, all right. I would put him up there with uh, it's probably either John L. Davis or Keon Thompson at this point who's the best player. There. Yes, I would. I mean, when, when I saw <laughs> Keon Thompson Jr. because uh, I hadn't seen him in person, like I said, I wanted to see him. I finally saw Mantis, uh, Christopher Mantis from Lowell earlier this week, 
And uh, he's like, he's there, but he's like right below them in my eyes because the ball handling isn't there as much. He's the best shooter out of all three, and Chris Romantis is. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you can make an argument either way for Keon Thompson Jr. or John L. Davis being the best player because, and it's funny because they have completely different styles. John L. Davis is like the smooth, silky scorer. Doesn't look like he's trying. And you look up, he's got 30 points. And then Keon Thompson is just like, Keon Thompson, Boom. rather, is just, <laughs> hey. you know, just 100 miles an hour yeah. all game. Well, I don't mean that like in a reckless way. I just mean he's giving all effort all game long. He had uh, 15 in the first quarter uh, of the Battle of Broadway and then didn't touch the ball for a few minutes. And, and you're thinking, oh, wow, kind of maybe they kind of cooled him off. And then he, Robbie, I, and I remember thinking when he it was about seven seconds left in the half, and I should have got my phone out because I was like, I just know something's going to happen. And he dribbled up the court and came down and, like, did a spin move and did a step back through with two guys on him, like very, like, James Harden, Steph Curry-esque, and just buried it. And in, and in my mind, I was like, that play right there is the reason why he's Division One. Like, he's just a cut above everyone else in the region. Like, yeah. I mean, those two guys. So our guy, Bo Patton, the Maryville coach, like, tweeted a video of um – to both of us, like, oh, of, yeah. Uh, yeah, his the shot that he made, like, also a spin into a step back Same against move. EC Central. And, like, whenever I saw it, like, I just, like, I must not have been, like, actively working. I must have been, like, at home doing something else because I liked it. And then this somehow came back to me again, uh, like, within the last couple of days. And I was like, how did I not, like, process this play because this is unbelievable yeah, for a junior like the, the, <laughs> this the, is not normal the lift the the, the range um the you balance should not have like juniors not very many juniors have the dribble combo moves into like no. very difficult very often often very deep shots that he has yeah and that's after like like when i talked to bo Patton before the season so keon thompson shot an okay percentage from three mm-hmm. last year but didn't take a lot of them so, I mean, he was just kind of, like, trying to push his shot out to three, period, this year, taking a lot of them, whether it's off the catch or, or you know, basic shots off the dribble. And all of a sudden, he's just, like, he's, like, putting these James Harden moves together and, yeah. and knocking down these deep threes. He, it's unbelievable. He, he is unbelievable. And I, and I think without a, without a doubt, um, he will be the best player in the region next year unless someone, like, moves in or there's someone we just – that that blows up. Well, yeah, Jalen Washington would have to but, be healthy and, exactly, like, and like dominating. Like yeah, for sure, for sure. But I think um, as of right now, you can make an argument either way for John L. Davis or um, uh, Keon Thompson Jr. just because they're so hard to stop. I mean, when your whole defense is predicated on stopping a kid and he still scores 41 on pretty efficient shooting. I mean, there was no joke, Robbie. There was a stretch in the second half where Andrean would score – and then Keon Thompson Jr. would come out and get an N1. And Jaren would score. He would get an N1. And, like, he did this about three times in a row. He had three N1s probably in the fourth quarter alone. And he had 41 and, and maybe missed four or five shots that he probably could have made. Which is, I mean, for all of you who don't know, he, it's 32 minutes in a, in a high school basketball game here in Indiana. And he's got 41 points. Like, that's, he has more points than minutes in the game itself. That's, that's yeah. pretty hard to do. Um, but at the same time, I think for Maribel to reach their full potential, the other guy's going to have to – be able to, like a James Harden, just make open shots. He draws so much attention, and the difference in between them winning and losing that game, I think it was 69, 63, or something like that, very close game against Andran, was that the guys he kicked it to couldn't make the open shot. They just couldn't. I mean, outside of him, their offense was very uh, stagnant and, and, and a lot of missed shots. But, um, like I said, if, any, if, it, if there's anybody who can 
push them, you know, to, to their further position. I think it's Bo Patton. I think he's a lot of those, out of those guys because he, I think he loves them first as like players and people, yeah. and then he pushes them as athletes. So we'll see. It's early in the season, but um, yeah, Keon Thompson Jr., John L. Davis, a cut above, Chesterton, twenty first century, best teams in the region so far. Um, so it should be fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be lit, and it, it'll be if twenty first century wins, then this will be a pretty amazing like kind of monopoly that these that the Gary and Hammond teams have this mm-hmm. year on like the top of our poll if if that happens because I don't know that we I mean we probably wouldn't move Chesterton down very much uh, depending on like what the margin oh, is sure. if if they lose right. and they might win, uh, but Hammond you know Westside beat Hammond. Even without right. Jalen Washington, I think and give he's still a big very, shout out to Westside for for you know, oh, yeah. being one of the top teams yeah. in the region, even without the best player, not only in the region but I mean, one it of makes the best our, in the country. Makes our number one ranking of them in the preseason look pretty good because yeah. imagine this team with like a five star recruit <laughs> with them, they would have been unbelievable. Jalen Washington, get healthy, man! Yeah. I, I cannot wait for you to not only uh, you know have an opportunity to help your team, but just to play the game you love. I mean, that kid is. One, I've had a chance to interview him a couple of times over the summer when he was doing the USA basketball stuff and getting a couple of offers. And he's a very humble kid. I mean, at 15 years old, um, he's already a role model, you know, in, in the Gary community. And that's kind of how it is. That's why another point I wanted to make, Robbie, is in Gary, like, you're a celebrity if you're a, a great basketball player, If you're even if you're a good basketball player. So players like Karan Davis over at Bowman, um, John L. Davis and Trayante Lomax at – um, 21st century and, and, and um, Komari, uh, I think it's Patterson or Peterson? Peterson. Yeah, he's really um, good. I he, mean, he could be a D1 player too. Yeah, honestly. so they're they're all like local legends, and, and it's it's crazy because even after, you know, uh, like I said, I was over the 21st century a few weeks ago when they beat Bowman. Um, John Davis getting asked to like take pictures after the game with fans and, and people that he grew up with, and because they're like a star, and in uh, Jalen Washington's case, he's Again, he's 15, so he's younger than a lot of these guys and handles that, that pressure and that, and that spotlight very well. So I definitely want to see him succeed and get healthy and, and have a, a, not only a great career at this level, but in the levels to come. James, what's the best thing you saw this week? The best thing I saw this week, I would definitely have to say, hmm, I'd go Keon Thompson Jr. last Saturday. At Andran, I think 41 points is probably the most points I've seen in my young prep sports career, like in person. Um, and I've never seen anything quite like that, where he's just like a – it's very Russell Westbrook-esque, like truthfully. Yeah. Like he's just – one, he's he's a thick guy. Like He, I mean, he could be yeah. a great running back for them, honestly, or a great wide receiver. Like he's that – he's jacked. Like uh, I mean, Keon, if you're listening to this – don't do sorry, that. No, sorry, Brad no, Cease. Yeah. Don't play no, football. No, not at all. Just stay I, I, healthy. <laughs> I don't mean that at all. I mean, <laughs> I know, you know, exactly. I, I want you to do, do the sport you love, but if you're interested. <laughs> but um, it's, in all seriousness, the kid is unbelievable. And, I, I mean, you hear about it and you see the numbers, but to, um, again, be averaging – he's probably averaging close to 30 points a game, and everyone knows you're the man, and to do it efficiently and to just – basically say uh screw your defense i'm better than this (laughs) it's 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 crazy to see and and another thing is he doesn't talk trash he doesn't say anything he probably he's very Kawhi leonard-esque in that regard like i said he's russell westbrook with the athleticism but yeah (laughs) hey hey hey. he doesn't talk like Kawhi. he doesn't talk like russell westbrook doesn't talk any trash 
but he just goes about his business and dominates. And and Andran, they have a little board um, where they put up the points that each player on the court has in addition to the score. And, um, I mean, it seemed like every few seconds someone was clicking to put his yeah. points up. So I'm looking forward to more explosive uh, performances this season. Honestly, um, I'm pegging it now. He'll drop 50 before the season is over. Oh, then, I think that's a reasonable – yeah. Yeah. That's a reasonable take. I can see that. Um, the best thing I saw was at the Portage-Chesterton girls basketball game, which was a really good game. Uh, to summarize, Portage jumped out to a, a real good early lead. Uh, Chesterton fought back, but uh, I think Portage went out, went out to like a 17-point lead. It just ended up being too much for Chesterton to make up. Really impressed with Portage's offense under coach Mark Bruner. Uh, I think they really look to run and transition. They all keep their heads up and will will move the ball. They've got some shooters. Uh, and they just kind of run good stuff. I liked their spacing. But the best thing that I saw was uh, the Chesterton band. They had, like, you know, sometimes you'll see – sometimes the bands won't even be at these games, especially, right. like, early in the season. Or sometimes there'll be, like, a little pep band. This was, like – there were probably, like, 30 people wow. in the band. Like, it was, wow. it was pretty solid. It was a big group. And uh, it was really um, – you know the 20 minutes where they were there like you know by the end of the jv game and then we're playing all through um the warm-ups for varsity so i got a nice little 20 minute concert from the chesterton band and and i was really impressed it was it was a good time yeah and on that note we'll check in next week one last thing i do want to mention is that um michael schlotman uh munster grad former point guard class of 2013 he's putting together a charity alumni basketball game at munster high school this upcoming sunday at 5 p.m He's raising money for Alzheimer's, which is the disease that has affected his uh, grandfather and his family. And um, it's going to be an awesome event. I think after I go to church on Sunday, I'm going to take a trip out to the region again on, on my day off just to see this uh, kind of happen. The article will be out very soon. But I definitely want to plug that just because it's a very positive event. And you'll see a lot of, uh, a lot of great um, um, Munster players over the years. He has some guys coming back that have played professionally. And even himself, um, I'm new to the region, so I didn't really know too much about him. When I looked at him, he never even told me that he was like, you know, Indiana All-Star. And, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I think over his last three years. Right yeah, over his last three years, the team won like 67-6 and six or something <laughs> nuts like that. So um, he's a very humble guy, very nice guy. I'm looking forward to meeting him and the rest of uh, the Munster greats this upcoming Sunday. If I make it there, um, I'm like 90% sure that I will just because, you know, when you have your own car and you're blessed these days, you get to go wherever you want. So it should be fun. On that note, like I said, we'll check in next week with more region news and an update on that Chesterton and 21st Century basketball game.